Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant and founder at Boldside, where we do HR things. M. Hey, Shell. I love it when you go rogue. Uh, and we proved that these are not pre-recorded, even though they probably sound the same every time. I'm Emily Bowen, and I'm the COO of RareCon. And what, what things do you do at RareCon? We do recruitment and HR things. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Mm, okay. I love RareCon. I do, and I always want to be part uh, of the team. Okay. This week, we're talking about something quite niche. We are. So I think I just referred to this before we started recording as a potential bang-bang episode. And what I meant by that was <laughs> we're going to just like bang it out real quick because it's quite niche. It's exit interviews. Do you overshare? Do you undershare? What do you share? Do you share at all? Do you care? Do you, do, do you care? <laughs> okay, we're rhyming. This we is great. <laughs> we're off to a good start. So the reason we wanted to do this, a friend of mine just resigned and she messaged me and she's like, where's the episode on exit interviews? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you don't have an episode on exit interviews. I was like, oh yeah, well, you know, they're kind of rare that you, like they don't don't come up all the time. Whereas a lot of our other content is relevant very regularly, I would say. (laughs) I do enjoy it. But for exit interviews, she was kind of saying, I don't know how to approach it. I'm nervous because she didn't want to burn her bridges, but she didn't want to miss the opportunity to share some constructive feedback. Because she cares. Because she cares. We're we're going there. We are. (laughs) So what we wanted to do is do this really, your words, bang, bang uh, episode on what should you do in an exit interview? What's the purpose of it and how much do you share? So let's do it. All right. So let's first talk about what exit interviews are. Em, do you want to tell us? Of course. Yes, I can. So... Interestingly, exit interviews won't always be something that the organisation does. So some organisations have this formality in place, others don't. If yours doesn't, you could certainly request one and they might take you up on the offer. And what that exit interview actually is, is a chance for you to debrief on your experience during that time at that employer. You can give them feedback on how they can improve the workplace and they're typically held in those sort of final days. So after you've resigned and you're working out your notice period, it'll be towards the back end of that or sometime during that. Now, I would say, and look, you jump in and disagree with me whenever you like, Shell, I would say that these are most often done verbally Sometimes they will also include like a written feedback survey and there will be an occasion where it would only be the written feedback survey as well. Yeah, agree. Excellent. (laughs) So if you think about the purpose, so why do organisations do these? The reason and the heart of it is to get feedback so they can improve the employee experience. That's really what they want to get out of it. When they're done genuinely and well, absolutely. The emphasis on when they're done well is important because some organisations do do it as a tick and flick. 
it's oh, someone's leaving. I get their swipe card. I get their company credit card and I also send them this survey and meet with them. And if it's a tick and flick exercise where they're just kind of offboarding you and see you later, it can be hard to know what to say in it because if you feel like it's not a genuine conversation, well, I, I get that's tricky. For me, I, I do really focus on this word debrief. At the end of employment, like if you've been somewhere for seven years, let's say, and you've invested heart and soul into the business that you're working in and you've done all these extra hours and you've gone above and beyond, to me it's so important at the end of employment as a closure process to share about your experience and unpack that and have it heard and listened to because there'll be no doubt highs and lows in that experience. It'll be all these amazing things happen and all these difficult or sad things happened as well. And having the opportunity to share openly about your story, it's just a really good closure moment. Yeah, absolutely. And you may have already shared some of this while you're employed, but being that you're in your notice period, the resignation is done and you are moving on to your next adventure, it brings with it a sense of freedom that you might not have felt previously as well. Yeah. So let's get into, that's what the purpose of the exit interview is and what it might look like at your organisation. Let's talk about what you share. So I kind of think about like, there can be so many different responses to exit interviews, especially if they're done with HR, not your manager. So you you can have this sense of, oh, the person's external. And so I can actually talk with them without that fear of them being my boss and me sharing constructive feedback about directly to my manager. You're right. And having that third party conduct the exit interview can be really useful if even if you have a great relationship with your boss and it's really trusting, there may be some things that you'd like to share that you don't feel comfortable sharing with them directly. Yeah. And so this gives you that opportunity to um, get those things off your chest. Totally. So if you're going in and you're thinking, do I drop all the truth bombs and vent years of my pent up rage? Call that option A. <laughs> option A. Or option B, avoid saying anything constructive altogether. Well, the answer is neither. We don't want to do one or the other. We want to have a healthy discussion. So if you're prepping for your exit interview, here's what I would first do. I would write down the things that you've loved about working in your business. So write down as many things as here's all the things that I love. Here's the things that I, if I was to say going forward, don't ever change this. This is what you need to keep doing. That's really awesome about working here. Make that really clear. Give specific examples about the, the best things that have happened. And then on the other hand, I'd write down the things that you recommend they change or could do better. And that might be that they haven't had a training budget and you therefore didn't get invested in and, and didn't get as much development as you maybe could have. So those things are good recommendations because they're future focused as well. They help that organization envision, hey, like if you do this differently, you might be able to kind of keep people for longer because they've got more development opportunities. Once you've done your prep, step two would be all about how do you communicate it? So you're heading into your exit interview. Now, I'm a big believer in having the approach that while you've chosen to move on, this is not a witch hunt. And, you know, even if you're moving on because you were just sick of the place, this doesn't need to be a witch hunt. You still want to communicate in a way that allows you to hold your head high and that has a sense of maturity and respect about it. So, that means that from this list of things that they're doing really well and things that you would recommend that they change, 
you don't need to communicate those things in a way that's really brutal. You can absolutely be honest and truthful but still do that in uh, a kind and respectful way. So the conversation could sound something like this. It could be where you frame up the conversation to say, I really care about the team here. So you've got that sense of care for your peers. So I really care about that team here and I want the best for this organisation. I think like any business, there are things that we're doing amazing, but there's also things that could be improved. So I've done a little bit of um, preparation and if I can share my feedback on what I think those those things are, then I feel like this organisation will be even more successful going forward. That's such a good way to phrase it as well because you're recognising that there's awesome things and that there's things that can be improved and you're inviting them into that conversation and that space. And I think one of the fears around exit interviews is that if you share any constructive feedback, you put a black mark against your name or maybe the other fear is that if you share feedback and it gets back to a particular person that you didn't want it to go to or is this conversation going to be confidential So I love the way you framed it, that it's all about the organisation continuing to succeed. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money Medical, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business and My Millennial Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
the Why You Need an Exit Strategy episode that the litmus test of a good exit strategy is that you could return to that business, that you could be re-employed. Even if you never want to or don't think you'll ever want to, we still want to use that as the litmus test. Yeah, and obviously it's not always possible, but let's, let's, if we set that as our kind of overarching goal for the exit interview, being that we want to do this in a really respectful way and we also want to be honest. Yeah. Honesty is so important and I think the final thing on this exit interview conversation is remember it's a debrief. Yeah, absolutely. Remember it's an opportunity for you. I I know we've talked about this a lot around this grieving process when you leave an organisation and so use this as an opportunity to share your experience and unpack it and we talk about breakups, yeah. <laughs> like the closure yep. piece yep. of finishing an organisation that you've invested in. So be okay with vulnerability in it as well. And I was a little bit clumsy earlier when I talked about work besties. I guess part of that debriefing on your own experience is not to go in there and say something along the lines of, well, look, I'm, you know, I'm moving on. So really I'm fine. But what you should know is Molly doesn't like this and Ed hates that. And these people have this problem. So let's <laughs> yes. also, you know, as I said, I'm probably being a little bit clumsy in how I'm describing this, but, but you've put it really nicely, Shell, where it's, it's, it's a debrief and it's closure opportunity and an opportunity to share your experience and not get too hung up in anyone else's. And Okay, can I add another yeah, one? Can and, I add and, a fourth? <laughs> a fourth thing, and this can be hard if you're not, if if your experience has been difficult and you're leaving and it's not like the best terms and, and we acknowledge that that can be really hard, I would encourage you the last thing that you say on your way out is thank you. Yes. Like I've sat in so many exit interviews, I've done so many exit interviews and they sometimes can feel like a bit of a, bitch fest and there is part of that where you do need to debrief honestly but one the ones that I've taken away that have been really positive is where they've shared the things they love they share the things that need to change and yes organizations need to improve absolutely and they've said thank you and they've been specific about that so one person I remember doing an exit interview with said hey I just want to say thank you about when you invested in my study and we um, supported them to do some of their degree that set me up to do this, this and this and that's what's enabled me to get this new job and I'm sad that it's somewhere else but I want to say thank you for believing and investing in me. And I sat there and I was like, oh, I forgot that. That was like three years ago. I have, I have no memory of that. But to that person, it was just a beautiful thing to – it was a very balanced feedback. There was the range, the full range of feedback and then to close on that note of gratitude – for the person, it's important, but for the employer, it's beautiful and, and it's just this really nice way to finish. And you've just summed up this whole episode so nicely, I think, in those last few minutes. My final word would be by doing what you've just described, being respectful, professional, you know, open to this being a debriefing discussion and finishing with such a, a beautiful thank you, you actually have set your whole exit interview up and everything that you've communicated to genuinely be listened to. Yes. Like you have more chance of the feedback that you've given, positive and constructive, being genuinely listened to, taken on board and something done with it if you've delivered it in that way and with that gratitude than if you, uh, I like your term there, you rant, rave or, or create a bitch fest. Mm. 
that is more likely to have it become less credible. Yeah, or you sit in silence and you don't say anything True, at all. True, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know this is a short and sweet episode because this is, you know, one of those niche topics, but we do want to hit on it and also um, to my friend who asked me for their advice, here you go. <laughs> we See, ask, on and, ask and you shall receive. And <laughs> if you have an episode topic that you would like us to record, please jump into the My Millennial Money Facebook group and just hit us up in that community. Pop a little episode idea up there or a few if you've got them. We're always trawling through hashtag career advice yes. to find ideas for our community Q&A episodes and also for episodes in and of themselves. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, as always, thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate you following the podcast. And if you enjoy it, give it a five-star rating and review. And you'll find Em and I on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thanks, Shell. Okay. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money Medical, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, and My Millennial Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.